Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations one and all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. It's community and finance night. Let's see how hard things have gotten. Say big ups to each and everyone locked in right now. Those on tune in radio on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Big ups to you. Those who are locked in from across the pond. Top of the morning to you guys over in the UK. Locked in on One Harmony Radio. Big ups to King Genius, Queen Genius, and the family. Watch love to the family in New Jersey. Locked in on NIE Radio. With my brother, the motivator. New Jersey's finest. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Big up to those locked in out of New York. Those exhibiting the power of music on island worldwide. China Nicole, Gary, Jump Out Production Crew, much love to you. Those on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Big ups to you, Mr. Lindsay, veteran in the business. Welcome, welcome. Much love to the PEMG TV massive. Those who are locked in on Facebook Live, welcome, welcome, welcome. Those on Zeno FM. Those on Clubhouse. Bubbling in the stew pot. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Much love to the massive right here at the home of the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, KevinStew.com, where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. So glad to have you all. Couldn't do it without you. And I give you my word, I wouldn't even try. I want to say big ups to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group, welcome to them. And being in the moment is priceless, you wanna give them a link? Why? What can they do for you? They can take care of your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads, everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. You have a church service, a funeral, a wedding, a party, a graduation, a seminar that you wanna stream live on a secure platform. Get my calls, what I can do for you. 754-999-1140 gets you in touch. Call them up and tell them Kevin Stew sent you. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea SU is a licensed massage therapist. 
Operating out of Broad County, North Miami Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Give her a call, 954-655-9000. Or email her at theatletatatt.net. That's T-H-E-A-L-A-T-E-R at att.net. Schedule your appointment today. She only has one request outside of paying her. It's that you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. It's called the Kevin Stew class. Because I always fall asleep on her table. I want to say thank you to the global base. The global base has uh, 30 years experience in the music industry. And with dealing with public relations. They take care of artist management and booking. They can plan your events. They can take care of your music production. And your marketing and promotion. Go ahead and give them a call, 954-804-8199. Or check them out online at theglobalbase.com. That's D-A-Global-B-A-S-E.com. Call them up. Tell them you heard about them on the night shift to DJ Kevin Steele. I want to say thank you to McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking is a veteran-owned, licensed, and insured mover in the state of Florida. So when I move from the Keys to Jacksonville, from Naples to Palm Beach, from Pompano to Pensacola, and all points in between. You want to put some things in storage, but you don't have the manpower, the transportation. Or a way to work out logistics Don't worry You have the name, you have the number Call them up, McNeil Trucking 954-406-9740 Tell them Kevin Stew sent you It's McNeil Trucking And with McNeil Trucking Your goods are in good hands Zone of Trilogy, also known as Bass. Check it's called Hada. And I think it's quite appropriate for our broadcast for tonight. Looking at the dead ceiling. There's been some talk in the news about uh, the moving of the debt ceiling. Uh, 
I can't have to wonder. Is it because of the dead ceiling? Why things are getting harder? Dead ceiling is, is it's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Because when you think debt, you think you are in debt. But there's a ceiling for it, so the ceiling kind of high, and you're in debt. So you're deep, real high. Yeah, it kind of sound like it don't go together, does it? <laughs> Inviting to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Call up everybody. Because the information is good for all. Of course, the phone lines are always open. So if you want to add your two cents, which at this point in time is quite valuable, go ahead and use up the number, 773-789-STEW, that's 773-789-7839, you can call, you can text, you can WhatsApp, you can Telegram from anywhere in the world, you don't have to be here in the United States. Of course, those of you who are watching, you can see the number scrolling across the bottom of your screen right now. Those that are listening, 773-789-7839. And of course, you can jump into the stew pot. What is a stew pot, you may ask? Well, it's what others call a chat room. What is it because of fancy on kevinstew.com? It's the stew pot. It's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. So let's go to kevinstew.com and you can be a part of the broadcast right then and there. Yeah, your live comments will be read. You can remain anonymous if you wish. You can put your name so that we know who we're talking with. Let's go to kevinstew.com. It's free. You don't need to offer your firstborn an internal organ or a blood sacrifice. Just go there and give me a piece of your mind. Trilogy, track called Harder. Thank you, Trilogy, for kicking things off tonight. So, what is the debt ceiling? Well, according to usafacts.org, it is also known as a debt limit. It, it, and it's a reflection of how much the federal government can borrow to pay its bills and allocate funds for future investments. Well, it, immediately, that makes you ask, wait, why is the government borrowing to pay bills? Doesn't the government have money? Well, the government kind of depends on taxpayers to, so that they can have money. 
But then you'd have to then you ask the question, but why are our government government paid officials or representatives living so comfortably? And that's an argument for a different show. <laughs> because I can't answer that question either. But this is 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 the debt limit that the government or the federal government can can borrow to pay its bills. Now, when Congress appropriates or directs government money to be spent, the government is obligated to pay those funds, creating a bill it must pay. The bill, also known as the national debt, is the amount of money the federal government has already borrowed to cover outstanding expenses in past fiscal years. The national debt is composed of debt held by the public in the, in the form of government securities and intra-governmental debt, debt which one part of the federal government owes to another. So the government kind of borrows from itself to pay debts. And so, yeah, I hope you're following along. Yeah, we just got started, but uh, I hope you're following along. Um, geez, just realized my Facebook people weren't really on. Okay, so sorted that out. Um, welcome, 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 Facebook livers, <laughs> for the segment that you're joining us for. Yeah, because you know y'all won't be on with us all night. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. So. Back to this debt thing. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it just crossed my mind, fleeting thought. I'll, I'll come back to it later. Now, according to the Treasury Department, failing to raise the debt ceiling would have catastrophic ev- economic consequences, most likely resulting in a financial crisis as the country defaults on its l- legal obligation to repay its national debt. This threat is especially harmful today as the U.S. continues to recover from its most recent recession during the pandemic. Now, my question has always been, when it, when it, when it comes to governments owing money, who do they owe it to? So coming from a small country in the Caribbean, I understand that the government has has borrowed to take care of certain things. And so they owe larger countries with bigger economies. But when you come to a country like the United States, with the economy that it has, who is it borrowing from? Who does the United States owe? So we always hear about this national debt and, and, and the country being in debt. But in debt to whom? We don't really get the details on that part well maybe we do and us in joe public or kevin in joe public as a part of joe public doesn't really pay attention to that part we just hear about the debt ceiling so maybe more emphasis needs to be placed on who it is that is owed maybe you think according to a letter sent from treasury secretary janet yellen to house speaker kevin mccarthy on january 13 of this year 
The debt ceiling was projected to reach the statutory limit on January 19. Did it get there? Now, one of the things that, that, that prompted me to look at this is a recent article. And it reads, Americans could lose 20000 in retirement savings and private stu- student loan borrowers could see their payments surge if there isn't a raising of the debt ceiling. And that kind of made me raise an eyebrow. Why? Because it was one of those things that made you go, hmm. And the article goes on to read, according to Business Insider, a new congressional report delves into the catastrophe that would result should Congress fail to raise the debt ceiling. So they're saying, listen, this thing is not just a problem. It's a problem of catastrophic proportions. On Thursday, I guess this was last Thursday, which would have been what date? Let me see real quick. That would have been, I'm thinking Thursday the 23rd. So on Thursday, Joint Economic Committee, JEC, the Joint Economic Committee, congressional group that reviews economic policy, released a report analyzing the consequences of failing to raise the debt ceiling. Since Republicans took over a majority in the House, they have expressed their intent to raise the debt ceiling and keeping the U.S. on top of its on top of paying its bills as leverage to achieve their own priorities. Now, largely in the form of major spending cuts. That's how they had proposed to make this happen. Now, with the U.S. expected to run out of extraordinary measures to pay its bills as soon as July, pay attention to that, Democratic lawmakers and President Joe Biden have been slamming GOP lawmakers for failing to put forth a plan to raise the debt limit and keep the country from default, which would be unprecedented with severe consequences. The JEC report highlighted how Americans could be impacted should the country default for the first time ever this year. Now, on the political front, I can see where fingers could end up being pointed because it would be said, no, this is unprecedented, right? So first time ever. The country is defaulting on debt. Again, owed to whom? But not mentioned. So, but the finger will be pointed at the person in charge, wouldn't it? But the person in charge is saying, well, you know, there's so much that I can do, but I can't do it without some other people playing ball. It just so happens that the person in charge and the other people playing ball not not on the same team. So the person in charge is being looked at and pointed at. And other people that could potentially make the president look good, the person in charge look good, are folding their arms and saying, we don't want this guy to look good. 
So let's hold out on this. This, this is what I'm getting from this. Are you getting something else? 773 Let me hear from you. This report that a Republican default crisis means real dollars coming out of American families' wallets and savings decimated. Not just reduced, but decimated. This is not a hypothetical exercise to the millions of Americans, including veterans and seniors, who rely on the United States government for benefits, pensions, and disability. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that in a statement. Now, House Republicans approach their approach is dangerous and destabilizing, Schumer continued. Even the threat of a breach would raise costs on everything from car loans to mortgages. Republicans are gambling with Americans' savings, benefits, and lives, all to play a political game. Now, for me, when I come across information like that, then everybody's playing a political game. Because the statement is not saying we are playing a political game. It's not saying we are toying with the American taxpayers' savings and retirements and benefits and lives on a whole. It is pointing fingers. So everybody is in the finger-pointing game and nobody is doing anything to make sure that the people that they're trying to rally up as they point fingers get taken care of. Now, according to the report, a default would cause a $20,000 loss to Americans' retirement savings. Some people have less than $20,000 in their retirement savings. So, how would that go? Based on a think tank, a third ways report on the 2011 debt limit negotiations, that is what would happen. Along with that, small business loans could increase $44 a month. A new homeowner could see their monthly mortgage payment increase by $150 a month. And private student loan borrowers could experience a $23 increase to their monthly payments due to interest rates that would surge. Now, there are some people that are saying, you know, it's, it's $20 for on student loan. <clears throat> no big deal. Or um, $44 on a student, on a, on a business loan, or $150 on, a, on, on, on mortgage. Well, you know, if, if you were paying rent and $150 went on your rent, you'd be up in arms, well, some people would be. So $150 on, on your mortgage when you're already barely making it. That's a big deal. $23 a month on your student loan when you're barely making it. That's a big deal. I was talking with someone this morning. They gave me a phone call. Um, and was talking to talking with me about the um reduced lunch program in some schools and she was saying the school that her daughter goes to they have a reduced lunch program that you can buy into but each time they have the the, the school has gone um cashless 
and to pay into the child's reduced lunch program, there's a fee. And so when you have things like that happening, things like this happening, where all these things could surge, these, there, 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 there could be an increase in these little things. When it comes, when it boils down to it, when you get down to the, the, the little man, <laughs> the little people that are the hard workers with two and three jobs paying taxes that can't afford to get to, to buy regular price lunch for their children at school that have to get on a reduced lunch program. And these fees are tossed in there. You see the, the ripple effect? You see how it affects people? Currently, according to the Business Insider article, the Treasury is able to shuffle around spending to afford its obligations, like getting social security checks to Americans. But once this US once the US defaults, the government will no longer be able to meet those obligations. Meaning Interest rates will surge in the financial sector and federal benefits will be withheld. So, ripple effect. Who gets blamed for this? What happens to, to the taxpayers when these things, when, when things go south like this? And this is just the, the latest report highlighting the consequences of a default. And earlier this month, a report from Moody's Analytics found that even if the country does avoid a default, Republicans' proposed spending cuts could trigger a recession in 2024, costing the economy 2.6 million jobs at the worst of the downturn and pushing unemployment to a peak of near 6%. What? So... Are we now trapped between a rock and a hard place? What's, what's, what's going on here? So they're saying, okay, we need to do something about this. But spending cuts is not the way. So what is the way? And this is why the president and the Democratic lawmakers have been insisting that raising the debt ceiling be something across the board it'd be bipartisan and that there wouldn't have to be any negotiations instead of making threats about default which would be catastrophic let's take that off the table and this is what the president was was, was proposing and he's saying let's as i said at the beginning let's have a conversation about how to grow the economy lower costs and reduce the deficit I just laid out a bunch, uh, sorry, I just laid out the bulk of my budget. Republicans in Congress should do the same thing. Then we can sit down and see where we disagree. Now, here's my feeble mind thinking. And it has always thought this way. It's probably why it's a f still a feeble mind. I haven't done anything um, major to strengthen it. Aren't both parties supposed to be representing the people? And if they are for the people, then why is this such an, an issue? Because anybody at the, the, the top of government that is supposed to be running the country and taking care of the people 
in the country, the residents and citizens, should have the citizens and residents' best interest at heart. So, why are we playing this you do it, no, you do it, no, I won't do it because that will make you look good, I, whatever. Because that's what, that's what I get as, 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 as a concerned citizen, as a taxpayer, as someone that has to be living it. That's all I'm seeing. This bickering going on. And you who are bickering, not being directly affected by it. Because it comes down to me, the little man with the, the, the barely above poverty level salary, trying to make it, trying to keep a roof over the head, food in the stomach, clothes on the back, and the children educated. How does that work? Over the past week, the White House has been ramping up its attacks on the Conservative House Freedom Caucus over its plan to raise a debt ceiling. But only if Congress passes legislation that blocks student debt relief, recoup unspent pandemic funds, and end environmental programs, among other things. Wait, what? Block student debt relief? Recoup? unspent pandemic funds wait where are these unspent pandemic funds where did they go because if funds were were distributed were disbursed then they need to be deposited somewhere where are these funds deposited if they're still in the country that means they should be in circulation in the country if they're gaining interest in somebody's account that means that this interest their taxes to be paid on this somewhere where are these funds are maybe as a dj i i i, I don't have the the mindset i, I don't have the skill set to ask the questions that that get the answers so if i don't have the right questions to ask who does because at the end of the day, I'm the little guy that, that I just talked about. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that has the, the just above poverty level salary trying to keep a roof over my head and clothes on my back and, and food in my stomach and send the children to school to get an education. That's me. I represent that, that, that group of people. And if I have these questions, that means other people that are like me have similar questions. So, what's the deal? The Freedom Caucus, Freedom Caucus's devastating cuts to families' budgets and American priorities would not reduce the deficit because they would ju- they would just go toward paying for <laughs> MAGA House um, the Make Make America Great Again House Republicans three trillion dollars in tax cuts skewed to the wealthy and large corporations, a White House official said in a statement to Insider. So now, it is being proposed that this particular course of action um, (laughs) to cut families' budgets would go to 
the benefits of the already wealthy, the ones that don't need to have anything like that going on for them because they can afford to pay it. Wealthy corporations and wealthy and large corporations, that means they got money. Now, the people that are working for them, this is funny. This is the funny part. So here you have an establishment, an organization that is making trillions of dollars and, and, and quite wealthy profits up the wazoo. But the people that make sure that they have the profits can't afford it. So if it's a product that they're buying, they can't afford the product. The company is selling a product. The people that are working in a company to make it a million dollar company can't afford the product. Or if they're providing a service, the people that are working there can't afford to enjoy that service. Make it make sense. We're going to take a quick break. Um, when we go off on the break, in that time, we're going to part company with those on Clubhouse, those on Zeno, those on, 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 on um, Facebook Live. But all the other platforms will remain. The affiliate broadcasting stations across the globe uh, one harmony radio over in the uk nie radio new jersey island worldwide in new york foundation radio network in in in, in clintonlindsay.com in, in florida pemgtv.com zeno fm they they will continue carrying the broadcast and of course you can catch it all here on kevinstew.com and be a part of it you can watch on any of two um players video players on the website, there's a YouTube live player and there's an embedded um, player courtesy of Pulse Media Group. Thank you guys over there at Pulse and PEMG TV. As we take this quick break, I just want to remind you of a few things. Uh, one of them being the 78390 challenge. And as we're talking about the debt ceiling, it's quite possibly a way to save some money throughout the rest of this year. And the challenge is to save in $10 increments each month. The first month, $10. The second month, multiply that by the, the, the month number by 10. So it's $20. The third month, which we're in, $30 would have been this month. And going into April, which is a fourth month, would be $40. And it continues towards the end of the year. So this challenge is a year-long challenge. And at the end of the year, you would have saved $780. Many of us can't tell the last time we saved $780. So this is a challenge that we put this money aside religiously so that we can get to this goal. Now, if you can't manage $10 a month, then there's the option to do $5 a month, applying the same principle. So if you don't save $780 at the end of the year, you'd have saved $390. And that can go towards paying off some bills or jump-starting your new year, 2024. Because, you know, every little bit helps. So, that is the challenge. The 78390 challenge. Get on board. Let me know how you're doing. Um, managing with this. Yeah, things are tight and there's <laughs> debate on how to make it a little, bit, a little bit better for us. Sometimes we have to take the bull by the horns and do our own thing. This is one of our own things. I also want to remind you guys about the audiobook Empowered Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self-Defense, which is available on um, Audible right now. 
And if you go to my website, kevinstew.com, you'll see a, uh, an image of the book cover. It's authored by Jonathan Field, narrated by yours truly, Kevin Stew. And you can click on that image and it takes you straight to where you need to be to get your copy of the book, Empowered, Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self-Defense. Not because it talks about women knowing self-defense in the title, meaning that it's only for women. I found this book very interesting as I narrated it. So you can too. And if you want to take it a step further and learn a little bit about the author, in the archives on kevinstew.com, you'll find a chat with Jonathan Field. So you can check that out also. All right? We'll be right back. Pulsey Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us, 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one, get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover. Or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV. Part of Pulse Media Group. Tate a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Ladies, lovers, lovers of the music, it is here. The brand spanking new album from Ed Robinson and Ian Sweetness, a tribute to Teddy Pendergrass. Amazing. Ten blazing tracks. Two amazing singers going hit for hit. Classic for classic. A tribute to Teddy Pendergrass. Ian Sweetness and Robinson. Oh, man. It's out now. Available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music, it is there. A tribute to Teddy Pendergrass. Brand spanking new. Ian Sweetness and Robinson. Ladies, gentlemen, You've got to have this in your collection. Get it now. Available everywhere. Rev, 
My last baby already gone off to college, mate. Is what this is send come gimme, man? Is a big album still a love it? Big up Ed Robinson, Ian Sweetness, but this better come with a contraceptive. Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin's Jew. Working on the night shift, the night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather, just to please the devil never. Will DJ Kevin's Jew sell his soul? That's a word and honor. It's Christine to represent him. Word and honor. Celestia DJ Kevin's Jew. Music from Valiant. That's the title of the track right there, Manoir Rich. You know, Rich is <laughs> debatable. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that comes. Don't wait for opportunity. Create it. So as we struggle to survive, there are some that are aspiring to be wealthy and independent. They strive for that, that, that position that is known as being rich. How do we get there? Do, can we get there without something being done about the debt ceiling? So here's the question. What happens when the U.S. government hits the debt limit or shatters the debt ceiling? According to USA Facts, when the national debt exceeds the debt ceiling, the federal government cannot increase its outstanding debt by any further. Therefore, the Treasury Department can use extraordinary measures authorized by Congress to manage the federal government's finances and remain under the debt limit. These measures can include spending investments so sorry suspending investments into government spend government saving retirement and health plans halting the sale of treasury bonds and other government securities or shifting money between government agencies to pay off intergovernmental loan debts if the treasury department is not able to borrow additional money or reduce expenses to stay under the debt ceiling, the U.S. could default on outstanding loans and its credit rating may be downgraded by credit rating groups in response. This would negatively impact the U.S. economy and international financial markets. Since 1960, the U.S. has either raised, extended, or revised the debt limit 78 separate times and has never failed to raise the debt ceiling. So why is there an issue now? If making these changes has always been the solution to the problem of this debt ceiling issue, why is it, a prob- why is it an issue now? Is it that the powers that be were all on the same team? to allow this to happen and now the powers that be are on opposing teams could that be the issue and if that is the issue where do the people come into play at what point is their interest 
taken at taken to heart. Although the country has always placed limits on borrowing, the US managed those limitations on a nearly case by case basis for the first 150 years. This practice became cumbersome as the country's government systems increased in complexity. In the 1920s and 30s, Congress delegated some authority to the Treasury Department to manage the U.S. borrowing limits, but it did not solve the problem. In 1939, Congress passed a law that removed various separate limits on government debt and replaced it with a general restriction which established the debt ceiling at an initial limit of $65 billion, with a B. Budget restrictions and the U.S. federal debt limit has been connected before, although it was not required. From 1974 to 1994, Congress passed budget restrictions that raised the debt limit equal to new spending. In 1995, Congress listed the budget resolution and debt limits as separate items. Prior to this, Congress increased the debt limit annually as needed. Is it how it works? Debt goes up, debt limit goes up, and everybody is happy. In April 2002, the government reached the debt limit, but Congress did not raise it, and it had, as it had in the past. The Treasury Department used extraordinary actions such as withholding payments to federal trust funds to allow the government to keep functioning. On, April, on June 27, 2002, Congress raised the debt limit to four, by $450 billion. Not to buy $450 billion, with a B, dollars. This affected trust funds. Sorry, the affected trust funds were paid back with interest after the debt limit was increased. Where did this money come from? Yeah, crickets. Where did that money come from? To pay off this... So they raised the debt limit. So where did the additional money come from if it wasn't there before? Is there something that, 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 that we, the people, the simple-minded people, there's something that we're not getting, Right? There's, there's, there's a connect yet to be made somewhere in there. A pattern emerged over the next seven years as the U.S. reached the debt limit annually. Congress struggled to agree on raising the limit. The Treasury Department continued to use extraordinary actions to keep the government going. Eventually, Congress would increase the debt ceiling to avoid defaulting on its obligations. What is happening in 2023? In fiscal year 2008, Congress stopped agreeing to pass annual debt limit increases and passed short-term limit increases instead. In 2011, after multiple attempts to raise the debt limit failed, Congress passed the Budget Control Act. The law raised the debt limit but imposed automatic across-the-board cuts to future spending by the same amount the debt limit was increased. Even with those cuts, Overall spending in the U.S. increased yearly. The last time Congress actively increased the debt limit was in 2011, raising it by $2.1 trillion to $16.394 trillion. Again, where is this money?
being spent. How is it that the country is in debt? In debt to whom? Since 2013, Congress instead passed temporary suspensions of the debt limit. When the suspensions end, the debt limit resets to the debt amount at the time. The first suspension from February to May of 2013 led to another round of extraordinary actions by the Treasury Department. In fall of that year, Congress suspended the limit again. The debt suspension measure ended in July 2021, and the Treasury Department used extraordinary measures to maintain debt levels. This resulted in an increase of $6.5 trillion, the greatest hike to the debt ceiling in, in its history more than three times the size of the debt ceiling raise required to end the government shutdown in 2012. The debt ceiling was further raised by near $3 trillion more before the end of 2021, bringing the new limit to $31.4 trillion. National debt levels have approached the debt limit in January of 2023. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen's request to impose extraordinary measures to once again limit the the rising debt limit before potential default increase indicates that the U.S. needs to increase the debt ceiling. Following this request, the Treasury Department began to implement these extraordinary measures on January 19, 2023. So, what is the connection between the debt limit and the government shutdown? That's a good question. Failing to raise the debt limit can cause the government to shut down due to lack of funds. This can have a number of consequences, such as furloughed government employees and the closing of national parks and other government facilities. Wait a minute. I know a little bit of something about some of the government employees, especially the, one that, the ones that work for these facilities, they're not the highest paid. Yeah, so these are some of the people that, that get paid just above the poverty level. And the poverty level in many parts of the U.S. is a joke in and of itself. So if... These people are going to get furloughed, which means they're going to be off work, no pay. What happens to their personal debt? Yeah, we... I don't know who it is that is thinking of those people. That is thinking of us people. Because many of us listening to this broadcast right now are in that category of people. In 1980 and 81, sorry, before I get there, before the 1980s, funding gaps in which Congress failed to appropriate new federal funds did not majorly affect, uh, did, did not majorly affect on government operations. Typically, Government agencies continued to operate on the expectation that funding for all time worked would be provided eventually. So we'd get around to making sure that everybody's covered. 
However, in 1980 and 81, the U.S. Attorney General Benjamin Silivetti, Civiletti, I think I spoiled his name the first time, yeah, wrote several legal documents that prohibited government agencies from authorizing expenditures during a funding gap. As a result, 10 of the nation's 14 funding gaps since 1982 have led to the government being shut down. However, funding gaps do not account for all debt ceiling crises, since they would require U.S. spending to have already exceeded the debt limit. Congress and the White House have used the renewal of the debt limit and the renewal of the debt limit as a negotiating tool during budget debates, oftentimes pushing for spending cuts. Now, if there's one thing that we've heard talked about quite a bit is spending cuts. Again, where is this money being spent? And why does there need to be spending cuts? What is being cut? So is there overspending that has been going on? And if overspending has been going on, where's the overspending happening? Who is being overpaid? Where do we get to see the, the result of this overspending? Because if there's an overspending happening, then somebody should be living lavishly. Who is doing that? Now, as taxpayers... We need to be paying attention because we are the ones who get hit up every four years to do some voting. So this for me is a gentle reminder that the people who are working for us. Yes, I said it. The people that are working for us, which are the same people in Congress, the same people that are heading up and leading this nation. They work for us, the people. Not the other way around. Because we put them there. They have to solicit our input for them to get to where they are. So if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing in representing us, we have the power to remove them. Are we exercising some of those powers? Are we asking the, 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 the questions that require the answers to why it is that we're struggling to pay our bills? Or is it just murmurs at the water fountain when we go to take a break at work? If we have jobs. Or is it the murmuring on the, on, on the corner as we complain about what is happening and, and, and the situation that we're in? So we're complaining to each other, but not to the powers that be. <laughs> Excuse me. We can't send our children to colleges, but yet still, there are individuals who are, are, are representing us, who are working for us, whose children are in Ivy League colleges. Make it make sense. So if we can't afford to do it, how can they afford to do it? And they're working for us, and we can't afford to live. Make it make sense. Somebody, anybody. We're going to take another quick break. We're going to be back in just a few moments. But as we're off, let's see if we can get somebody to answer some of those questions. And 
You can call me if you're in the know. Call me. Let me know because I don't know. I'm only asking questions based on the information that I have to present. I'm asking these questions and some of the experiences that I've had contribute to, 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 to my questioning what is happening. And don't think that because I'm living here in the United States, it's just because of that that I'm asking these questions. No, I asked these questions when I lived in Jamaica. Because a similar thing happens there. Now, more recently, because of, of, of certain individuals uh, that have taken to their personal Airways, so the social media platforms and such, they have been asking more questions of the government and, and putting the government in a situation where the people are now becoming a little bit more aware of what is happening. But here in the United States, when you have the Freedom of Information Act, where you can ask for this thing, you can ask for the information and it must be provided. So it's supposed to be a better system. Here it is. We have to be scratching our heads and squeezing our cheeks year after year. Because we don't know if there's going to be a fallout, an economic fallout, that is going to cause us to end up in the Great Depression once again. But, and in the midst of it, we still don't know who it is that we owe. We owe trillions of dollars, or billions of dollars, or however many dollars it is. And that's all we know. We owe it. To whom? Government agencies are, 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 are borrowing from other government agencies to pay government agencies. To pay for what? Taxpayers are paying their taxes and so it's a cyclical event, right? You get paid, you pay taxes, you spend money to buy goods, you pay taxes on those goods because from the money that you already paid tax on and the government provides certain services we get we get roads we get health care well <laughs> somewhat we get benefits or our, our, our military can go off to defend the country and our veterans can be taken care of after they've gone to do so but not because time and time again our ben our veterans complain about their benefits or lack thereof. So where's this money going? Who is spending it? Who are they spending it with? I keep coming back to those questions. Yet to find an answer. Anybody else have any answers? 773-789-STEW. 773-789-7839. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we talk a little bit more before we get off into musical therapy. We'll be right back. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Make 
Making great music is one thing. Sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. MRE Entertainment, in association with VPAL Distribution, presents the brand new hit single. I'm Robert French, and you're listening to my new song, Every Day of My Life. Now available on all major digital platforms. Every day of my life will be, I'm just loving you, spend the rest of my life, always. I'm just loving you, every day of my life will be, I'm just loving you, spend the rest of my life. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse Emedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Hey yo, this is Karaman to let you know that right about now you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Don't move. Music from Red Fox bringing us back from the break. The track is called The Poor. I could have also. So hard make them business, me land grow. Where them see you out of road, them no chatter your door. Well, I try to send it down, what's the liar? So in the midst of everything, when we talk about the dead ceiling and the possibility of hitting the dead ceiling and the debate about who it is that needs to do something in order for the dead ceiling to be raised or not raised or whatever, what does all this mean for us? The people on the street, the people at the ground level, the, the basic taxpayer. What does it mean for us? What does it mean for our money? What little we actually do have. The U.S. hit the debt ceiling recently. And this is according to a January 21 publication on CNBC. The U.S. hit the debt ceiling recently, which forced the Treasury Department to begin taking so-called extraordinary measures to continue paying the government's bills. 
again, we don't know who it is. The government is paying these bills to, and the Treasury Department is paying these bills to on behalf of the government. But the government owes. And so the bills are being paid. The Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told lawmakers on January 13 that these short-term moves, including suspending reinvestment in the workplace retirement plan for federal employees, could allow the government to pay its obligations until June, after which the U.S. would be in danger of defaulting on its debt. (laughs) Putting the politics of it aside... You may be wondering the the trillion the million dollar question. I well I say it's a trillion dollar question, but they say a million dollar question. Is the situation likely to have a long term effect on my money? If we claim we have some or think we have some. In a word, according to Brad McMillan, no. Brad McMillan is a chief investment officer of the Commonwealth Financial Bank. Now of course it's a little bit more nuanced nuanced than that and so we're gonna look for some more answers to the questions about the debt ceiling and why as a long-term investor you shouldn't be paying too much attention to the headlines these are for the long-term investors now if you can get to that point then you have weathered some storms before and this is just another one of them that according to the, the the ones in the know shouldn't be too worried about but there are some of us that are worried about them because we're not like you the long-term investor yeah the u.s government funds much of its spending through debt which is issued by the treasury the current limit 31.4 trillion dollars raising this limit would allow the government to borrow more to cover spending already approved by Congress. Failure to raise the ceiling would mean the government would eventually fail to pay back its debts, including interest payments on treasury bonds, technically putting the US government in default. Again, I still ask the question, owed to whom? Is it money that is owed to the US the, the taxpayers? Is it money that is owed to, to those that have benefits coming to them? Where is this money owed to? And where is the money coming from to pay it? In political limbo, Republicans in the House of Representatives say that say they won't agree to raise the limit unless the Biden administration agrees to cut in spending. Yellen and company are essentially finding money where they can in the meantime. Where are they pulling this money from? A few examples, spending new investments, suspending new investments in the Civil Service Retirement and Disability Fund and the Postal Service Retiree Health Benefits Fund. All right, so let me get this straight. The Civil Service Retirement and Disability Fund and the Postal Service Retiree Health Benefits Fund were already funded by whom? Because I'm thinking... If I'm working in as a civil service, as a civil servant, and or working in the postal service, then I'm paying into something that I'm expecting to get a return on when I'm done. Now, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. And since there are many 
that pass on before collecting all of their benefits and they're out of those that have passed on some of them have not left anyone to call able to collect on those benefits or to further collect on those benefits so the money stays somewhere where is that money and why is there a debt I don't get it. Somebody help me, please. Because there's something somewhere that I am missing. And so, um, the question is asked, what could happen as the U.S. approaches a default? What, what, what's the consequences of that? And let's see if we can find some answers. Although some will debate technicalities, most experts will tell you that the U.S. has never defaulted on its debt and will very likely take steps to avoid a default at this time or this time around. Because of its sterling reputation, U.S. debt is considered a risk-free safety asset in the world economy. Now, that's that's quite a title, you know. That's that's quite uh, an accolade. But in the midst of all of that, shakiness in U.S. credit worthiness could result in some market turmoil, like in 2011 when the U.S. faced a debt ceiling crisis and received a downgrade in its credit rating. Who is rating the U.S.? Whose rating is this? This is World Bank ratings. And if that is the case, what are other investors or other borrowers from the World Bank rating at? What else is going on in the world? Now, that year that we saw a, a lot of market volatility, stocks really sold off around this event with companies linked to the government selling off even further. This according to Ross Mayfield, an investment strategy analyst at Baird Private Wealth Management. And he says, it seems to take visceral market volatility to force politicians to the table. Why? Because they have their money tied up in this also? Could that be it? It's difficult to say exactly what would happen if the US couldn't pay, it, pay its bills. But it wouldn't be your run-of-the-mill default. If a government like Argentina or Italy defaulted on its debt, it would be because they didn't have the money in the form that the debt was owed in, says Macmillan. If Italy borrows in dollars, they have to pay, pay it back in dollars. However, any U.S. default would result from a political decision rather than an economic imperative since the u.s debt is in dollars we can pay it back by printing more dollars this according to macmillan so it's as simple as just printing more money but why do we need to print more money where is our money where's the money that has been in circulation is it is it is it gone because it, it has been destroyed did, did we lose it? Did, did, did it fall out on the street somewhere and, and 
disintegrate? What happened to the money? So, in the midst of all of this, there's going to be some economic consequences. Because now we're talking about the government and the running of the government and as such, the economy comes into play. So, what would be some of those consequences if, if, if there are consequences? So, the, question, the answer to that question, if there's going to be um, consequences economically, yes. And aside from the stock market volatility, you'd see ramifications across the economy. Any ding in the U.S. credit rating would likely raise rates on other types of debt, such as mortgages and auto loans, and, and, uh, to account for the additional risk. So it is passed on to us, the taxpayers. And don't forget that government spending, which would be cut under a default scenario, contributes to the overall economy, which is already in a precarious position. One that many experts say could soon tip things into recession territory. But wasn't the U.S. in recession territory during the whole pandemic shutdown? Wasn't that where we had ended up? So, if there wasn't a whole lot of spending happening during the pandemic because everywhere was shut down, well, there wasn't a whole lot of production either. But yet still there was some production because we still had international purchases. And things were still being purchased somewhere, somehow. So, how did people make money then? Now, because we've, we've been here before, the debt ceiling has been raised 45 times in the last 40 years. And while past debt ceiling crises have roiled markets, the S&P 500 shed 17% in 2011, their effects have not lasted long. So why should there be some worry? This is not going to significantly damage the credit rating of the U.S. over time, and it is not going to derail stock markets, according to Macmillan. We will likely get a deal. And if we don't, then there are things that we can do. And even if we go to default, it will be a technical, political default, not an economic one. Now, of course, that still leads to more questions. <laughs> are, are, are you guys with me at this point? Because throughout all of these articles that I had come across, all I've ended up with are more questions. And anybody that is, is willing to give any kind of answer, I'm pretty sure would be in a similar position to me and only be able to answer spec... What, what's the word? What, what am I looking for? Um, speculatively. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. So, we can only give a best guess as, as to where we're, where we're going 
with finding solutions. But yet again, this bit of information is really interesting. It's really important. Something to really take note of. In the last 40 years, the debt ceiling has been raised 45 times. In the last 40 years, how many pay increases did civil servants get? How many pay increases did those that work at the ground level in parks and recreation, how many increases did they get? Is, is this uh, a standard thing? Or in order for us to get a raise, we have to be a part of a union that is threatening to strike. To put whatever agency in a, in a crippling position before any changes can be made. These are the things that, that, that I'm, 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 I'm quite curious about. Because whereas many people at, at, at my level, and I would consider myself a representative of the general public at this point, we pretty much have to budget out how much driving we can do for a month because of how much we can spend on gas. Right? After budget, how much we can, 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 can purchase to keep some food in our refrigerator. Whereas, there are individuals who, oh, there was uh, a nail in my tire. I need to buy a new tire. Whereas you could stick a plug in it for $10 and keep rolling like what the average Joe has to do. But you just got the vehicle three months ago. You got a nail in it and you're replacing a tire. Brand new vehicle, brand new tires. Is this the kind of spending that has been going on? This frivolous spending on, on, on these little things and, and, and these lunch dates these lunch sorry these business meetings that require the steak and the filet mignon and the 30 year old bottle of wine is is is, is this what the money is being spent on because in the midst of it all Talking about raising the debt ceiling and paying off the government debt and whatever else. And, and, and all of these really fancy sounding things that are happening, making it sound important. The important questions are still not being asked or answered. Where is this debt? As in, who is it owed to? And why are they owed what is it that we have been purchasing or what services have we been paying for or are we owing for? Why the general public has to be biting their nails wondering what is going to happen. Is, 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 is there going to be a $150 addition to my mortgage? Which 
if if I'm a, a homeowner that have rental properties now get passed on to my tenants who may or may not be able to comfortably afford the rent that they're paying right now. Does it translate to the individual who is paying rent that can't afford for their child to be on a regular lunch program? They have to get a subsidized lunch program. So now here it is a reduced lunch program, but yet still they're being charged a fee to do it. Is that how, who, who it is, who is it that needs to be taken into consideration when these things get debated, when these issues come up? So debt ceiling needs to be raised. Why? Who do we owe? And when I say we, I'm talking about we, the country. Because we, the people, we ain't getting, we're not benefiting <laughs> apparently because we have veterans that haven't gotten their benefits we have veterans that can't get treatment for whatever it is that ails them they have gone off to fight wars on behalf of this country and come back and they have psychological issues and can't function in regular society and need treatment and can't find a, 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 a service to provide that that treatment or if they do find it, they can't afford it. Because now they can't work to feed themselves. So putting their lives on the line for the government, for this country, and the country doesn't take care of them. Why, doesn't the, why is the country taking care of them? Because they don't have the money to do it. Why doesn't the country have the money to do it? We can't afford how many million dollar planes to go and fight wars that may or may not return. We can spend billions of dollars putting satellites in orbit. Which, it sounds great. We're always sending rockets up into, into space. But how many of them come back? Well, they're not reusable. So when they get there, then what? So now there's all this junk. Does that affect things like our environment? And as a result of it affecting our environment, does it then affect things like our food? Because if the environment is affected, that means rainfall is affected. If rainfall is affected, that means our agriculture is affected. If our agriculture is affected, you see where we're going with this? I don't know if we're connecting these dots. Do we need to connect these dots? And if we do, then... What is the picture that is showing up after connecting the dots? Because if you remember, playing the connector dot and following as the numbers go up and connecting these dots, it comes out into a picture when you get to the end. So what is the picture that is being drawn here? What are we, the people, supposed to be looking forward to? Why is it that there's always this talk about the dead ceiling there's always this talk about making sure that the country doesn't go into default and, 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 and that government isn't shut down and whatever else. But why should there be this debate in the first place? 
What have we been doing up until this point to put us in this position? Why isn't there alerts going off when we're three quarters of away there? And the trend is saying that we're going to possibly get there. What is it that we've been doing up until this point that now we're in crisis mode? That over the course of 40 years, 45 times we've hit crisis mode. So in a couple of those, in a few of those years, then we've hit crisis mode more than once. That means we've been doing the same things, expecting different results. Now, we all know that that is the sign that you're crazy. So, are we living in a country that is crazy? Is that what this is saying? Because we keep doing the same things, expecting different results and ending up at the same place where everybody is nervous. People are jumping off buildings because their, their, their businesses are, are, are crashing. They invested so much money in, in this market, in this investment, and it has gone belly up. So they have nothing to do but kill themselves. And now they have done so and left a family in mourning and no breadwinner. And so one more family end up in debt. Or they were the one to broker the deal, but they're not getting any money out of it. They're just the middleman and, and, and everybody's pointing fingers at them and they can't take the pressure. And so they decide to end it. Are we recognizing these side effects also of something like this? Where there's a debt ceiling issue? Do the powers that be even care? Hmm. Kind of makes you wonder what is it that you're putting people into leadership positions for? just for them to fail, for them to make sure that they can live comfortably because they were charismatic in their campaign and you like them. Has to be something more than just that. And so, as we continue to struggle, <laughs> because it, it is a struggle to get by month to month, year to year, when Every year or so every so often, there's concern about whether or not you're going to have a retirement plan available to you. Although you've been paying into one for all your work life, the question remains, am I going to be taken care of? And if I go before, is there... One of my do my loved ones get taken care of? Do 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 my children get taken care of, or is this just caught up in some fund somewhere, lining the pockets of someone who is wise in economics, or slick with the tongue? I don't know. Maybe I have too many questions. I don't know. If somebody can put some answers to some of these questions, I'd greatly appreciate love it. And this is a real life story. 
It's time to get going. No relapse story. Full time. This is Denver Dona kicking things off in musical therapy. I know a bunch of people are saying, listen, I got to reach it no matter what. I, I'm pushing through. I got to do this because I have a goal. But when you're investing these monies that you have been working so hard to, to earn, you know, you've been doing so much to, to proverbially make it. When you make it, is that safe or do we need to worry about it? Zone of Cesar reminding us to keep our heads high. A track called Morning in Gideon. As we close out the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, Community and Finance Night. See what you can find out as it relates to the dead ceiling and how it affects you. It may be the determining factor of how you vote the next time you vote. I want to thank you and you one and all, affiliates and all, for your support, your continued support. Those of you in South Florida, a quick reminder that coming up on Saturday, the VP Live Showcase comes back to VP Records in Pembroke Pines. Doors open at noon, entertainment starts at 3. It's free to the public. showcased this weekend so it's on the first which is saturday this week we have yishka we have Chave, and we have joseph benaya all performing live at the vp showcase you don't want to miss it live event go check it out As we part company, I want to remind you all, looking for members of your community. And your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today, because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stewart, so i like to do this to you, for you, and with you. Right here on the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew on KevinStew.com and Affiliates. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world from right here in South Florida. I bid you all a good night. Take care, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. I'm out of here until the next time. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment.